This episode is brought to you by Fidelity. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of U.S. stocks and ETFs with zero commissions online. Visit fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSC, SIPC. Joe stomped into the meeting room, slammed the door shut, and yelled at me, How could you let this happen? He'd just been fired by the president of the company. I snapped back, Me? I'm not the one who didn't show up and then let the team down over and over. He was angry. But I was frustrated, and I felt betrayed too. I'd put my credibility on the line to help him. But in the end, he'd gotten himself fired. What made it worse is for the last year, we'd been friends. That all changed when I was given responsibility to lead the team. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Today's episode is the answer to one of the most frequent questions I get asked when we're working with frontline leaders and even middle-level managers. But the best phrasing of the question I ever got came from a woman named Jennifer. Jennifer was a retail manager who had just been promoted into a role where she was now supervising her peers. And she asked, she said, David, I need some advice. What do I do? I'm leading these people that were my friends, but now they're not acting like my friends. How do I lead this group? So before we get into this topic of leading friends and former peers, I want to remind you of a couple things. First is that As with this episode, I love to answer your questions, and I would love to answer a leadership or management-related question or anything that we've talked about question related to a previous episode. To get those questions to me, you can do that one of two ways. You can email me, david.dye at letsgrowleaders.com, or you can go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. You'll see a big orange button. Click that. You can record your message Leave your name, where you're from, and hopefully we'll be able to use that question on a future episode. The other thing I want to remind you of is that season two here, all of the tools that we're talking about are in Winning Well, a manager's guide to getting results without losing your soul. So if you don't have a copy yet and you want to have instant access to all of these tools, highly recommend that. It's a great resource. You can just look down the table of contents and get the exact answer to the leadership challenge that you're having. All right, let's get on to leading friends and former peers. This is one of the most difficult challenges for many emerging leaders. We've even watched experienced leaders stumble when they're asked to address or to lead a team of their peers. It's not unusual. In fact, it's Shakespearean. Prince Hal faced the same challenge when he ascends to the throne and becomes Henry V. All his old drinking buddies, they felt ignored and betrayed. And there were several problems that kept me from being an effective leader for my friend Joe, and you'll likely encounter the same problems as your leading friends and former peers. The first challenge is that you want to be liked and accepted. Positional leadership, even when you're an outstanding, winning well leader, means taking responsibility for decisions that not everyone agrees with. It means that you've got to hold people accountable. It means that 
the group who you naturally want to like and accept you are not always going to feel that way. So look, there's nothing wrong with wanting other people to think well of you and having that desire to belong. That's normal, it's human. And it's healthy as long as it doesn't consume you or get in the way of leading effectively. But when you choose to lead, that desire will come into conflict with other values. So you want to be aware of that. Second problem is your loyalty to the team and the mission. This is one of those ands that's so important. We talk about land in the and all the time. Your friends may feel that you've abandoned them, but you haven't. What you have done is you've added an important loyalty. Loyalty beyond just your friends to the organization, to your team, and to the mission. Learning to balance those takes some work, but your friends, if they don't understand that tension, it can feel like betrayal. Number three, inconsistent behavior. This is the third problem. So in Shakespeare's Henry IV and Henry V, Prince Hal, he partied with the best of them. He drank with the, the renowned drunk Falstaff, and nothing about his behavior said leader. Then he took the throne and he treated his friends as if they were beneath his notice. He ignored them. He tried to act noble and insulted them. That's the problem with inconsistent behavior. The prince wasn't a leader when he hung out with his friends, and then once he became king and tried to act kingly and like a leader, his friends were hurt, and understandably so. The fourth problem are unclear expectations. Conflicting, unclear expectations are the most common problem when you're leading friends and former peers. Because when you move from a peer role to a positional leadership role, some of your team might expect to get a pass on poor behavior. Others might expect favors or special treatment. And you may be expecting your friends to work especially hard because of your friendship. All of these conflicting expectations lead to massive disappointment when you do hold your team members accountable, when you won't do them favors, or your friends don't show any special effort. And here's the fifth problem with leading friends and former peers is that not everyone can handle it. Some people are able to manage the tension between friendship and supervisor. In my experience, though, it's the exception, not the rule. It takes a lot of maturity for both people to be able to do it. So here are seven ways that you can lead friends and former peers. My experience didn't have to end the way that it did. Early in my career, I didn't know about the problems I've just described. And so the good news is that with just a few winning well leadership practices, you can manage that transition from peer to positional leader. Step one, lead from where you are before you're promoted. Leading from where you are without a formal title will often lead you to be asked to fill those titled leadership positions. It also helps to ease the transition. If your peers all know you as someone who sets an example and practices healthy friendships where you hold each other accountable, someone who empowers other people and already balances the mission with your role on the team, then you, you're not going to surprise them with a radically different behavior when you change roles. But as a team member, if you're constantly critical of other people and like your supervisor, it's going to be difficult for you to lead friends when you do have that formal leadership role. Step two, be clear about expectations. This is the essential step, one of the most important things you can do to transition successfully from being on the team to leading 
friends and peers on that team is have a no diaper drama conversation about the transition and your mutual expectations. So when you have this conversation, you want to discuss a couple of key topics. You want to talk about your commitment to the team and to the organization, your management expectations, your leadership values, any organizational mandates that you might be aware of or that apply. You want to ask your peers to be honest about their concerns or their expectations of you. Try to see if there are any areas where they feel that you're being unjust. And be realistic about the times that you're going to have to make a decision that are in the team's best interest, even if it conflicts with what you would personally like to do. The goal here is you want to prevent surprises. Your team needs to know where you're coming from. You don't want to let any of these be gotcha moments later on. Step three, clearly identify which role you're playing. This is hard for some people because it takes a a higher level of maturity in your thinking and in your relationships, but it can be really helpful to avoid misunderstandings when you're leading friends. So the way this works is that when you're talking with a friend or a former peer, clearly identify the role that you're in. Are you speaking as a friend or are you speaking as the team leader? For example, you might say, man, as a friend, I am so sorry. That stinks. How can I help? As the team leader, I can give you tomorrow to take care of the problem. Then I'm going to need you back by noon for that meeting we have. Be clear about which role you're playing. Step four, focus on being clear, not perfect. You want to be very clear about expectations, about the goals and desired behaviors, but you're never going to be perfect. So don't try to act like you are. Your friends and your former peers all know the real you, so don't suddenly try to act as if you're perfect in ways they know you're not. It's fake, and your leadership credibility is going to suffer if you do that. It's okay to be you. Take responsibility, be as clear as you can, and then when you screw up, step five, apologize as needed. I've watched so many leaders struggle to apologize, but it's even more pronounced when it's a former team member leading the team. Don't let your insecurity and your desire to be liked keep you from owning your junk. Apologize. Move on. Step six, weed as needed. There are times when it just won't work. For example, you have a former peer who continues to take advantage of your relationship, and despite your best efforts to clarify expectations and help them correct their behavior, nothing changes. I've had that happen, and I had to be clear about the situation. I said, listen, I want the best for you. I know this is difficult, but if nothing changes, this is going to affect your employment. He eventually did take advantage of a second friend and supervisor and was fired. You can't control another person. Your job is to be the best leader you can be and give everyone on the team every opportunity to succeed. If someone isn't interested in their own success care enough to move them off of your team. That helps them and it helps your team. And finally, step number seven, get a new peer group. You want to build relationships with other leaders, find mentors, get coaching. There's nothing like a group of people who understand the challenges you're experiencing and can share meaningful wisdom with you. And you can't get that from your team. They don't know the challenges you have. And trying to share them with them, they won't have the point of reference, and that can even 
um, breed contempt. So over time, what I did in my career is I built my own personal board of directors, people outside of the company sometimes who I could learn from, I could confide in, and I could be accountable to. What leadership community can you join? What can you build? Can you reach out to other managers that you network with? Who's in your personal board of directors? It can be hugely rewarding to lead friends, but it's your responsibility as a leader to set those clear expectations and to act fairly. If you're an experienced leader, you can still benefit from reviewing your relationships and making sure they're healthy. Are all of those expectations clearly defined? So thanks to Jennifer and all the others who have asked that question. And remember, send in your question. Love to feature an episode on your question or in a Q&A at the end of an episode. One final thought that I would add here, and this is a personal standard. I can't recommend this for everybody, but my rule at work when I'm in a supervisory leadership capacity in an organization, I'd love to be friends, but I have a very high standard. My rule is I will only be friends with people who report into me that I believe would be okay with our friendship and we'd still be friends if I had to fire them for cause. I'm not talking about laying somebody off or something that isn't for a behavioral reason, but I only want to be friends with people who understand and take responsibility for themselves and have the maturity to maintain that friendship if their behavior didn't warrant staying around. That's a very high bar, and I've had a couple of people, I can count them on one hand, that I have been friends with in that capacity. And friendships continued long after the work was over. So take that if it's useful. But otherwise, remember, leading friends and peers requires clarity of expectations. Get all of those expectations on the table. Be clear about what hat you're wearing. What role are you playing in this conversation right now? And practice quick and clear accountability and respect. Until next time, be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.